Hey, Heather. Hello. How are you, Bruce? I am great. Heather Carter and Bruce Pulver coming with another episode of Can I Have a Word With You? Man, we're, we're yeah. never going to run out of words, are we? I don't think so. I have so, We have a lot of them. You know, I it was funny in our last one that we recorded, I remember you said something, I think you said something like, we're 30, we're about 30. And then you kind of paused and then said, 30 podcasts in almost, you know, and I thought you were going to say we're about 30 years old. I was like, huh. yeah, we're about 30. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that now. 22 years. <laughs> yeah, there's a multiple of those that uh, we could put together for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this is so much fun. And, and you know, besides fun, I, I'm learning so much and about myself. And, you know, we, we talked about going first, you know, in our or go first in our last episode, which we think have these in chronological order. So, um, you know, it's it's freeing us up, at least it's freeing me up and, and helping me step in. And, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for me to, to go first, like we talked about last week and and, and uh, you know, help out and, and serve and, you know, get should come before give only in the dictionary is how I was raised by my parents. Now, I wasn't always that good at it, but my dad would pull me back in and say, okay, that's about you, you know? And so I, I was very fortunate to have that. But there's also oftentimes something that kind of gets in our way when, you know, we we, we ride this, uh, this horse called life, right? And we're going to unpack a short word, but but it can get deep and, and there can be a lot of meaning and there can be a lot of heated discussion around that. But um, what word are we going to unpack today, Heather? So today we're going to talk about the age old uh, ego that haunts us all, I think. Yeah. Ego. What do you think? What do you think's the problem with an ego? I mean, I, I got to be strong. I got to step up for myself. I've got to believe that I'm smart enough to take care of everything myself, and I can figure this out. And you know, I'm I'm the smartest guy in the room, and you need to listen to me. And I got you know, what's wrong with that? I know. Well, you know, there's definitely a difference though between confidence and ego. And I think ego. I don't know how you. I, I'm curious to hear how you did the cross stick to it. I, in my circles, we talk about it as edging God out mm. and ego for me in, in my mind is just, it's all about you. The world just, you know, here's you world, everything revolves around you, what you want and, um, how you want the world to run, how you want other people to behave. So I think it's a pretty dangerous yeah. thing. Yeah. Ego's. I, I sense that one aspect of ego is often control. Mm -hmm. Would you would you agree with that? That that yeah. there's an aspect of ego that says that it revolves around me. I have all the answers. I'm going to control it. I'm you know mm -hmm. I, I will solve this by myself, or I don't need any help, or you need to do what I tell you because I have all the answers. So I wrote ego a different way, and I've heard edging God out, and I think that's a real powerful one you know, in our, in our faith walk is that if our mm -hmm. ego gets in the way, usually we are, mm -hmm. we are, we're not available and, you know, we're not willing, right. And accessible. Mm -hmm. I wrote ego as <clears throat> for me, ego can be an extremely gigantic obstacle. Mm -hmm. Like if it, if I, when I, cause I, I don't say if, when I let that lead, then 
I create more problems for myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether it's, I was having a conversation with a guy last week and he said the biggest, the biggest mistake that he's uncovered and been involved in, in business and in his interactions with, you know, leading big teams is when we think we know, he goes, that's the biggest mistake when you think, you know, because you then seem to have to defend it. Um, and you know, it's my way, it's the, my way conversation. And so having humility that you don't know, or, or, or there are missing pieces or it's not completely seen, right? Because life is a, I'm going to do my, um, my, uh, <clears throat> best Forrest Gump, original Forrest Gump, if I can, um, Uh-oh. life is like a jigsaw <laughs> puzzle without the box top. And we got to kind of be okay with that. We don't always get to see what that end picture is going to be, but we have all the pieces. And if we can start putting some of those together, I think for me, the best way to put a puzzle together is for me to set my ego aside and let God guide me Mm because he will put the pieces that I need in front of me, you know, right side up corner pieces, you know, light colors. Um, If I let him and allow him and surrender to him. Mm -hmm. I think that my ego, when it gets in there, um, one of the things I talked about and do talk about regularly in my blogs is that it, it, um, it gets in the way of my message because when I'm worried about what you're going to think of me when I talk or when I write or how I look, uh, one, one of the examples I gave when, gave when I talk, talked about um, sharing our stories and the roadblocks that keep us from sharing our vulnerable, real, raw, messy stories with people, I talked about how I went to, I, th- I was struggling with putting myself out there on social media in any kind of way that involved you seeing me because I was so freaked out about how I looked and I thought I do these things like over and over and over to try to look normal. And I was so critical of myself. So I went to see a friend who kind of does an amazing job at this. And so I was talking to her and thought she could give me some pointers. And I think as I started talking, she just kind of her eyes got bigger and bigger. And she finally said, you need to stop. And I said, what? She said, basically, she just kind of went off on me for about an hour about how me worrying about what I looked like and how I appeared on social media was stalling my message and that I was getting in my own way of getting my message across because I was over concerned about what people were going to think of me when I put these videos out. Mm. And she really schooled me and said, you know, you're keeping people from hearing a life saving message because you're consumed with what you look like when you put these out. She just kicked my booty for about an hour. (laughs) So um, that was a very good lesson for me to, uh, I don't know, get myself in check, I guess, in that regard. Wow. Yeah, it's great to have friends that are (laughs) sometimes kind is clear, right? To be kind (laughs) is to be clear. Yes. With with health. Or or terrifying and scary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, quite honestly, um, she might have seen a blind spot that that yeah. you were unable to see 
which we all have. And oftentimes my blind spots come from me thinking I know, like mm -hmm. I've got that. And then out of, all of a sudden out of the blue, bam, you know, you, if you can't see out of your blind spot when you're driving, there's, there's typically mm -hmm. potential high potential for an accident. Right. So, and your, um, your ego can be something, it might be, you know, I think I'm amazing or it might be the reverse, which is being hard on yourself. Like I was being to the point of getting in the way of your sharing your story. And there's a saying that we say around my house a lot, um, which is I'm not much, but I'm all I think about. So either way, you're still self-absorbed. You're still consumed with yourself. Yeah. So how do we, how do we start peeling that away so that we aren't edging God out and creating an extremely gigantic obstacle? Mm -hmm. What would you give us uh, two or three like oh, starting gosh. tips? Hmm. Yeah, I love putting you on the spot. Because yeah, I know. Hold on. Let me refer to my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you know, because as we think about this conversation, yeah. you know, and anyone that's listening here, the goal is we're, we're chatting. We're kind of opening up about things that we struggle with, but mm -hmm. at the same time, what can we offer? What can we suggest? Are there some tricks and tools and skills that we've been exposed to and are developing in ourselves mm -hmm. that uh, we find are making an impact on our walk? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it goes back to really what we talked about last week um, with being willing to go first, that if you start sharing, so some of the, the remedies for this is to practice vulnerability and choosing intentionally to share something that was that you maybe um that you're a little embarrassed of or that you did that was a mistake one of the stories that i share in order to go first is i talk about a time when i was in high school and i was gossiping about a girl to a boy that was standing outside my car and when he walked away her mom was sitting in the car next to me with her window down. So that's bad. <laughs> so, you know, it was before cell phones. So I drive home hundred miles an hour and call her on my landline and told her everything I said, because I knew her mom was going to tell her anyway. So I'd rather hear it from me. And then I, you know, I was of course completely humbled if for no other reason, just that I didn't want to, um, look like an idiot that I just said all these things, you know, I don't know if I would have felt as bad if her mom wasn't sitting there, but I definitely was like a flashlight on my stupid behavior. And, you know, those are, that's an embarrassing story. It took me 35 years to tell it out loud. And I told it in a blog, but it, I've been thinking about writing it for a, a few years, but I was terrified. Cause I'm like, that makes me look so bad. And we just, but then you know what when people when i share that and then they sit around the table and talk about gossiping and how when we talk about people it's like talking about them in front of their father who created them which is god mm -hmm. and make that relation about how we talk to um talk about other people they're not that scared to talk about the times where they've probably done something maybe yeah. not that bad yeah yeah so go so go ahead and step out go first you know mm -hmm. um you know, I, for me, for me, um, is letting go. 
like letting go of the outcome. And, you know, God asks us to surrender to him and he, he's always there, but he's not going to pull us out. Right. Until mm-hmm. and unless we turn to him and surrender and, and, and let him know, you know, how much we need him in our lives. And, you know, I had to, I had to go back to an analogy or an experience with my youngest daughter when she was first starting to do some travel soccer, when it started to get, you know, measuring and, and looking at skills and comparative and trying to put the best teams together. Uh, she was invited to play up a level and make a trip to Chicago to go play soccer. So it was, it was like a guest player on an established team within the club that she played in. And she was, she was really, um, you know, she was a good player, but she, she didn't have that ego, which, which I didn't think, I mean, at that point, not necessarily a a bad thing to, to call it that she didn't have that presence, I guess I should say. And we talked a lot about that. And there, like you said, there's a difference between confidence and ego, I think. And so one of the things that I tried to explain to her as we walked through this was, when you're invited onto the field, if you are, right, you're going as a guest player, you might not play. And that's okay. We're still going if you want to go. But if you are invited onto that field, act as if you deserve to be there. I mean, you you have to have a presence of confidence within you, whether it's your shoulders are back and your chin's up, or you're running into place where your position is when your number's called. Just have that aura about you that, that it's a place mm-hmm. that you should be. But then the other side of that is the approachable. You know, be willing to be corrected in a place of confidence or be, um, you know, counseled. And the other was when you're in the moment and you're with a group, improve the ball. Like whatever participation role you have, do it so that it raises the group. It lifts up the environment you're in. and, and that will check any ego because yeah. I think the opposite of ego is being um, underconfident in, in what you sh- really should be confident in. Because if you walk in with an, you know, if you're fearful, your ego can come out. It can come out as an attack mechanism, right? It mm-hmm. can be a defense mechanism. So, I mean, that's what I would sort of say to folks if you're kind of thinking about ego and you feel like, then maybe I maybe I want to dial it back or not necessarily dial it back because it's important to be confident, but maybe the world doesn't re- need to revolve around me. Maybe I need to kind of read the room, as they say. You know, one, one way to do that is to maybe walk in and, and be the silent one or ask mm-hmm. a question. You know, ask a question out of not having knowledge. Go to a place where you're, you don't have all the wisdom is a really good way to possibly mm-hmm. do that as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, the bottom line is really that ego is just self, it's self-absorption, self-consumed. And whether or not that is about you being awesome or you being a piece of junk, it's still all about you. And that's the part, that's how we edge God out and edge other people out um, and separate ourselves from other people. One of the things I wrote about on this, it's, I said, um, Ego is a sense of self-importance that impedes our ability to share honestly and admit that we don't have it all together. Its main job is image management, controlling what you think of me. And it's a big, endless job. You know, we're always posturing when we're consumed with our ego. Um, Even if we don't like ourselves, often 
people who are very insecure or feel worthless have appear to have a huge ego. Mm. Uh, they're trying to convince other people that they're better than they are. Uh, so it is, it's kind of a sneaky little guy. I don't, I'm not a fan, but it, it definitely yeah. pops up in my, my character defects pretty regularly. I have to, um, yeah. Keep One it. of the pictures that came to mind was the wizard of Oz behind the curtain, right? He was hidden behind the curtain, throwing a bunch of levers to be thought of as being almighty and being strong and powerful and controlling. But when the, when the curtain was open, you know, and maybe that's what we were getting to kind of in the last episode, because he's kind of tied together about mm-hmm. going first is, is pulling the, pulling the, you know, the curtains back. Um, you know, we're all, we're all not that different from each other. And, um, you know, the desire to stand out is we all have, we want to prove ourselves. We want to achieve high things. And that's not, that's not, that's not ego. Mm-hmm. That's wanting to make the most use of the gifts that we've been given. But I, th- I think maybe the opposite of ego is, is humility. And maybe mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's something that we can unpack in a future episode, but yeah. uh, e- ego can be a dangerous, a slippery slope. Um, I know it has been for me with, you know, music things I've done or sports things that I've, that I've done. It has probably limited my ability to learn when I walked in thinking that I already knew again, which kind of getting back to the, the most dangerous part sometimes like my friend uh, advised me on is to think that we know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let's bring this one in for a landing. There's a lot more we could do on ego, but it's a great topic and edging God out or extremely, what did I wrote? Extremely gigantic obstacle. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you have any challenges with ego, just you know, maybe take a step back, take a breath, and you know, uh, uh, pause. Maybe that's yeah. that's a good a good, uh, a good way to go to kind of get our yeah. arms around what's causing this because there's a lot of frustration with ego. To keep that up is really an awful lot of effort. Yeah, I saw this um, T-shirt one time. It says, "What you think of me is none of my business." <laughs> and I think that's kind of if we can keep that in mind and remember that only what God thinks of us is what matters, then we can eliminate these false fears that we have about ourselves or these false um, ideas about what we should be or where we fall short or where we're awesome. That if we're really just keeping in mind that only what God thinks of me should be driving my life, then we don't worry about impressing other people. We don't worry about if we fall short or if we look silly or if we look weak or or if we look amazing, we just let God's his plan for us and his love for us direct our thoughts and our, and how we act with other people. Yeah. And and that's the one thing I was going to add is that regardless of who we are, what we do, what we say, I know that he loves us unconditionally. And that's kind of really Bruce. Uh, yeah, really. Um, I've read it enough. I've, I've seen it enough. I've seen him do things in my life that I, you know, undeservedly, given grace and love and understanding and, you know, forgiveness. So uh, with that, uh, we'll check the ego at the door and look forward to chatting with you next time. Heather Carter writes above the chatter, ourwordsmatter.com for Bruce Pulver's stuff. If you're interested, if you're picking up what we're putting down here and it it struck a chord with you guys, uh, check out our stuff. And um, we'd hopefully that, uh, you know, it can have an impact on you. You can read some more, find out more about us and, and connect and contact us. All right, Heather. All right. Bye, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.